Welcome to Kawa Kai, the podcast. This is your host, Levi Fuanga. I'm joined here today with Kylie Dennison. And we are pleased to have on our episode today with us, Elizabeth Allen. How are you feeling today, Elizabeth? I'm great. Thanks so much for inviting me here. No, it's a pleasure. And we're honored to have you. And do you mind just sharing a little bit about yourself to the audience? Yeah, for sure. But also, we gotta, <laughs> it's not an honor. I'm just a student. But oh. uh, yeah, I am from Portland, Portland, Oregon. I'm a senior at BYU-Hawaii. I'm studying business management. I have a couple minors, and I'm also a field engineer for the school, so I help build all the buildings on campus. So you're the coolest person on campus, <laughs> is what I'm hearing. <laughs> I basically awesome. just get no sleep, but yeah. I get no sleep. Yeah, I think we can all relate to that. That's no. so cool. So you said you have a couple minors. Yeah, so I have minors in political science, crea- uh, computer science, and then creative writing, which is where I met Levi. Exactly. We both cool. took... Brother Pwick, uh, he was, he was actually a bo- our teacher last semester. Oh, that's mm-hmm. so cool. What was yeah. the class? Uh, it's just all of the... Cr- last semester was... We just... I remember we were just reading... It was publishing, right? So, like, the it upper division one. Publications for... Dis- it had to do something with publications. Publications. It was more okay, like the cool. very end of creative writing when you, like, actually have some stuff you gotcha. want to send to uh, publishers. But, that's yeah. So cool. The entire minor is super fun. I got to work on the Kulamano uh last winter that was awesome like that was over covid yeah Yeah, very cool and you're a field engineer i am what does that even mean (laughs) okay that's my fancy title that i like to put on my resume (laughs) as you Uh, should (laughs) basically i am a construction project management intern okay but it's simpler to just say i'm a field engineer because i go to the sites and you know test the field but really i just manage all the projects and help people do their job well that's so cool how did you get this internship? Very well connected. My mm-hmm. favorite teacher ever is PJ Rogers. He's one of the business professors, and they needed some interns for this position. Mm-hmm. And his good friend Ryan Watson was the site project manager at the time, which is my boss now. And they're cool. good friends. Yeah. And Ryan reached out to PJ saying, like, hey, I need some really great students for this internship. Do you know anyone? And PJ just, like, called me up. It was, like, 7 p.m. I was in the computer science lab trying to do work. Yeah. And oh he's like, hey, <laughs> I have an offer for you. You have to send your resume right now. Like, we're oh going to have goodness. an interview tomorrow. I just believe that you have everything in it, like, wow. ready. We're, you're going to meet this guy tomorrow morning, probably, like, 12. Is that okay with you? I was like, I guess. Like <laughs> wow. That, like, it was, like, a very quick turnover. He's like, yeah, yeah, my friend Ryan, he has to go to his boss and have a list of interns or, like, potential candidates within the end of the week. Are you available? I was like, I guess I am now. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. That oh, my goodness. Insane, like. You know, for most students I know, that doesn't that doesn't just happen. It like, really does A professor doesn't. calls you and not only refers you, but tells you to get ready for an interview. Mm-hmm. Practically, you just... Yeah, you like just kind of threw me into it, like the deep end, but it exa- worked out. Exactly. Know? And like, what was your initial reaction? like? It actually made a lot of sense because a few weeks prior to that, this is before I kind of knew what I was going to do after I graduated and now I'll probably stay... the. The department's called SPD. I'll stay with SPD, Special Projects Department, a little bit after I graduate. But, like, two or three weeks prior, I was, like, praying a lot. Like, I don't know what I'm doing after I graduate. I don't have any plans. I'm leaving, and I don't know about grad school and jobs, and I really haven't done any of it. Very stressed out. And I just got, like, a little prompting that, like, hey, everything's going to be all right. Something's going to happen very soon that's going to kind of fill in that gap for you. 
Dang. So when I had PJ call me, I was like, okay, direct answer to prayer. Thank Seriously. you, PJ. Thank you so much. But wow. I was like, okay, yeah. I also went into interview telling the the my now boss, but the interviewer that's like, yeah. So I have a spiritual impression that I'm supposed to work for you. Wow, that is good bold. for you. Like, and he's like, yeah, no, I get it. That's so cool. What I love about your story of like getting this internship is. Like, sometimes opportunities come, and we need to be ready to act. Yeah. So, like, for example, like, have your resume ready. Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like I need to go update my (laughs) resume, you know? Me too. (laughs) you never know, like, this, Mm -hmm. like, things are going to come up. And the fact that, like, God was looking out for you, Mm -hmm. you know? For sure, yeah. I think that we can all really, at least I can right now, to, like, feeling uncertain. And, Mm -hmm. like, the fear that comes from feeling uncertain. So, that's really cool that... Now you're a little more certain. I know, right? That's yeah. so cool. What's the biggest thing you've learned from your job? As oh my goodness, so many things. Engineer. It's so unrelated to everything that I've studied. Like, really? BYU Provo has a construction management uh, degree and okay. like a major, and that's yeah. where a lot of our interns come from. So I'm kind of like a special case where I don't have construction management experience. Period. Really? <laughs> uh, so I've learned so so much about like the permit process and how to get zoning and how to update sites and how to turn just mounds of dirt into buildings. Like it's and budgets and all of these crazy things that I don't think I would have been exposed to in any other capacity. Mm-hmm. And I'm at a point in my life where it's like my responsibilities are very low. You know, I'm not married. I don't have a family yet. So if I want to go learn about construction for a couple months, like I can do that. And there's no repercussions really, <laughs> except for learning, which is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's I guess really cool. like, you know, it's it's amazing that you didn't have any experience in the field that or in the internship that you're mm-hmm. working now. Like, how would you say like, were you able to know like how the employers selected you or how you landed it or basically what got you in the door? Okay. So what got me into the door were a couple of the projects I had worked on for different classes for one of PJ's classes uh, that I was doing the previous semester. I basically just followed around the facilities management department and I got to ride on a ride on a garbage truck and the recycling machine and like the sweeper car. And I just got to like, Uh, job shadow them for a few days to do some analysis of their processes to see if I can like make them more efficient that kind of thing Mm -hmm. and then I also surveyed like all of campus and on my phone there was like over 4,000 photos of campus because PJ was like hey I want a live look at the quality of campus like all of the the flora and fauna and how nice the buildings look so go do that and turn that into a portfolio for me and that was just like my final project for his class. I was like, okay, sure. <laughs> so wow. there was that. So I knew campus really, really well, which is what they needed to be like my boss didn't really know it as well. Like I, even to this day, I'll be like, oh, we have a meeting in the HGB. And he'd be like, what building is that one? I'm like, it's <laughs> by the science building that you built. What do you mean? You don't know <laughs> but yeah. I got very familiar with campus, which was awesome. Just kind of like a little... I didn't really see the correlation. Like, why am I doing this? It doesn't have to do anything. And then it just, by surprise, ended up being helpful. And then the Kulamanu actually was the biggest thing because we made that book and I was the copy editor of it and I was in charge of the nonfiction section, which isn't like the biggest deal, but I you know, had to manage six or seven kids, making sure that they submitted all their work right. and they reviewed everything that was submitted to the nonfiction section so that we can compile the book 
And I would say, I think it was Madison Bird was like the real like chief of operations for that thing. And I was just like her little assistant. But I brought that into the interview. And I was like, I know I don't have a lot of experience in this direct field, but I can write incredibly well. Mm. And I showed him like, here is a finished product, a beautiful thing that I created and I coffee yeah. edited it and it's fabulous. And I can show you that. I put so much time into that project. Same with like the surveying all of campus. Yeah. That was like like 80 hours a week or something. Oh my gosh. 80 hours total. It was only a few weeks, but like, yeah. <laughs> like I will work harder than anyone else that you can hire. And mm-hmm. I'm an amazing writer. And for whatever reason, they really needed someone to write processes for them at that moment. <laughs> and that's how they saw the, the value that I could give to them. It mm-hmm. wasn't like, we need you to know everything about construction and they needed someone that was good at writing mm. for you know those specific months that they were looking for someone that was good at writing and i just happened to be there so that oh, is so cool. incredible and i also admire like you know how confident you were in ex- explaining those you know your impressions like you know i'm an amazing writer i'm a hard worker you know there there always comes a point where like you know they say you know everybody earns bragging rights or in a totally, way, like, yeah. you know, there comes a time where, you know, you have to admit that, you know, you do have the work ethic. And mm-hmm. I guess, you know, what is how does confidence or having self-confidence play a part in, like, you know, being able to attain these kind of, like, accomplishments? I think the best way that I look at my self-confidence is I can recognize how I can help other people. Mm-hmm. And I'm very, like, strong about that. Like, I'll match, not match, I'll connect with people on LinkedIn and sometimes they'll message you first and introduce themselves and then I always reply with hi I'm Elizabeth what can I help you with today like I love service and I know that I'm a really good writer and that's usually if I connect with someone who's uh, is like starting a business or has a business or some kind of project and their second language is English and they're maybe not the best writer because honestly writing in english is just like multiple people hiding in a trench coat it's like a bunch of we just stole from a bunch of different languages and called it our own and then like the whole world now has to write in english to do business writing so i'll offer like is there anything i can like edit for you like Mm -hmm. i am confident in my ability to do that and i can use that to serve other people and that's led me to so many more opportunities and to so many more accomplishments does that does that answer the question a little bit more yes i because it's not often I tell people I'm a this, I'm a that, but like, you know, describing yourself, it's like being able to, it's like being willing to say that, you know, you're good at this job without sounding like you're, without sounding cocky about yeah. it. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. You know, like I'm always confused as to like, how do I make it not sound like I'm being cocky, but I'm also being honest with myself uh-huh. and like mm-hmm. what I've been able to see. The th- difference that I've seen between confidence and cockiness cockiness comes from comparing yourself to others and Mm. saying that you're better than others confidence is just like i know what i am good at and the people like and obviously some people who will call you out be like oh he's so cocky they're probably not the people you want to hang out with anyways especially if you're just not actually being cocky you're just being confident they're probably just a little too insecure and they're a little intimidated by your confidence. True. (laughs) And, you know, you can still be nice to them, but that's not the kind of person that I would surround myself with anyway. You know what I mean? Mm. You know, I think that pride is, like, we often think of, like, pride, like, Mm -hmm. with cocky, right? Pride and cocky are pretty similar. And we only think about pride as, like, oh, I think I'm so much better than you. But there is another kind of pride where you lessen yourself. You know, Mm -hmm. like, you're looking up at other people saying, oh, I'm not worthy 
of something. But, like, true humility is, like, knowing the truth about yourself, you mm-hmm. know, and, and doing that. And I think that's what you're hitting on, right? Like, yeah. as long as you're honest with, like, because if you went into that interview and said, I know everything there is to know about construction work. <laughs> you wouldn't get hired, no, right? Because that's want cocky. That, yeah, yeah you, and you're lying, but you uh-huh. know your strengths, and mm-hmm. I, I really admire that. Yeah. So, from what I understand, construction is very male dominated. Oh, for sure. So, yeah. how has that been being like a woman navigating that? It's been interesting. I, I guess I one of my gifts is that that kind of thing doesn't bother me as much. Like my computer yeah. science minor doing that for years and like even in high school I would be in clubs where I was like mm-hmm. the only girl yeah just surrounded by it. yeah I got kind of get used to it but I understand how it can be intimidating or feel a little lonely or an uninviting environment yeah but there have been like some wonderful women that I do work with even That's though awesome. there is a lot of guys but <laughs> it's kind of funny the dynamic in my office is there's like me and then I have two bosses now and both of them are my dad's age so when I started out, instead of, like, getting all insecure and in my head about it, I'm just like, you know what? They're my dad. They're just, like, they're, it's just my dad. But, like, as a different person, and my dad's yeah. a goofball. And, yeah. like, I don't need to be intimidated by this. Like, we're all human. We all put our pants on, with you know, the same way. I would help <laughs> We all right? love that. Well, it's like I, I try not to let it bother me too much. And, yeah. yeah, I think if you can just control your thoughts and your mind, your outcomes – very so heavily because if I went in and I thought about how male dominated it was every single day I'm not going to get any work done because I'm so like intimidated by the, the environment I'm in but if I'm going in there I'm like oh okay that's my dad that's my uncle that's my goofy like cousin and my my boss honestly just reminds me of one of the bishops I had growing up who so was funny. also a goofball and I was like yeah. I can't <laughs> I can't be like intimidated in this environment and like Obviously, it's going to be different for women no matter what uh, career they go into. Uh, Thankfully, I've been in an environment that's so welcoming, and they really want to see me grow. And I think when it comes down to it, especially because I work for the church, it doesn't really matter who you are. Like, we're all children of God, and that's, at the end of the day, what will get the job done is people that will work hard for, you know, the uh, the same goal. I love that. Thank you. Yeah. Good advice to all the women out there. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Also, just, like, go for it. Like... Yeah, why not, right? What's the worst they're going to do? Tell you no? Or, like, didn't go find another job in a male-dominated field? Like, <laughs> yeah, I feel like I've just been set up to always, especially with my interests, like, I will always be the only girl in the room, and I'm just kind of used to it at that point. But mm. it's, like, you need to have the, the woman in the room because there's so many, like, relationship things that they don't think about. I yeah. don't know if it's, like, specifically a gendered thing. I like to think that it's not. But uh, I've been tasked with, like, getting birthday gifts and sending, oh, like, awesome. flowers to people and doing, a ra- like, uh, reservations and, like, writing cards and all of, like, the <laughs> really interpersonal skills yeah. that I think from just my upbringing of, like, being a girl in the church, like, are all of young women's and all of that. Like, just, yeah, we're bred to do those things. We're just bred to, like, <laughs> make cinnamon rolls and send flowers to people yeah. and babysit kids. Um, and that's so great. I love that so much because I get to be that relationship building that they need because no one else in the office remembers anyone's birthday, but I do. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Where do you use, like, you recognize your strengths as a woman, you know, and you bring that mm-hmm. to the workplace, yeah. which I think is awesome. Yeah, thank Has you. Has anything else been intimidating to you being 
like working in this like as a field engineer in your undergrad that's huge yeah I try not to let that get to me but when I think about it when I really take a step back I'm like there are people like other interns that we hire are like graduates from BYU in construction they have like years of experience after graduating and then we hired him to be an intern in Hawaii and I (laughs) am in the same position as I think our next interns are like 26 27 year olds and they are like married with a kid and they have years of experience ahead of me and I'm just over here you know buying birthday gifts for people (laughs) oh that's awesome (laughs) um uh, I just I think after so many months of realizing that I'm honestly underqualified Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh that I just really tried to hone in on what I was good at and what I knew I could help with and perfect in the process so that I could add value to the operation we're trying to run Mm -hmm. and you know we'll get these interns in and they'll fill up all the missing gaps that I'm missing and it's really just as a team we all need each other so I try not worried not not to worry about it too much because I know what I can add and I know what value I'm adding and I know that my boss recognizes it so heavily yeah yeah I like that like everybody has a different role in the Mm -hmm. job and like you know treading upon that like do you find yourself you know furthering yourself in a career that is similar to what you're doing now I definitely I love my job for sure I don't know if I want to stay with construction forever because construction, that lifestyle is kind of similar to being married or being married to someone in the military or being in the military. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, you will work for a company and then you'll move to wherever the job site is for the big projects. Oh, you know, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, so similar idea. You don't really settle down in one area ever. And that's not the most appealing thing to me. You move around like every three, four years or even shorter months of time. And I would like to like settle down in one area and like build my network and stay there for a while. So I don't think I'm going to continue with it, but I've loved what I've been doing. I think with just managing projects, uh, that's such a transferable skill to anything. Being able to manage a team and to meet deadlines and budgets and all of the general project management skills can be transferred into so many different industries. So I want to go into like creating video games or and I'm doing event management right now for the uh, Ukraine concert. And I'm taking all the skills that I do for my construction job into managing that project because I know how to like make schedules and follow up with people and relationship building. Mm -hmm. So tell our viewers what this Ukrainian concert is. Okay, for sure. So with the social entrepreneurship class, uh, Lindsay Hadley is the professor for it. And she is amazing. She's been doing these charity concert events for like decades now. And this one is going to be in Utah. It's in Provo, April 9th. And all of the ticket sales go directly to a charity called Nova Ukraine. And they provide humanitarian aid and primarily like medical supplies and water and food to people who are in Ukraine right now trying to, you know, help with the crisis that's going on. That's so amazing. Who came up with this idea? Just our class. Like, we have an amazing class of about 30 students that Mm -hmm. have all been working on this all semester. And it's been awesome. And we've been meeting with artists, and we have some really great artists. If you know who Alex Boyer is, he's performing at it. You're kidding me. And then we got a lot of really great talent from... There's one lady, Madeline Page. Oh, I, 
Yeah. She's another, she's a member, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's like a amazing. lot of people that were on The Voice and a couple other like talent shows will be oh. on there. I'm really excited about it. It's been crazy. We've gotten some amazing sponsors to like cover all of the production costs of like the venue and paying artists and lights and all of that. So all of that's covered. So when oh people gosh. buy a ticket, their their money, 100% of it goes to the organization. That's brilliant. So, you know, sometimes when it comes to charity, people are like, oh, well, what is my money going towards? Because they're like worried about overhead costs and stuff. Yeah. But in this situation, we got corporate sponsors to take care of all the overhead. That's so awesome. yeah, tickets are like $25 a piece for a regular ticket and then all of that money goes directly to the organization and if people want to donate more they can totally do that that's so cool kind of a similar concept to charity water yes exactly mm-hmm. basically like they have sponsors that cover all their overhead and then donors that like and just a normal donor yeah. like me can know that my money goes straight to people mm-hmm. like who need water yeah because so it's not going cool. to overhead so you feel good mm-hmm. about yourself and these giant corporate sponsors get to do something awesome and it's yeah. just it's so good all around that's awesome what has been the biggest thing you've learned from doing this ukrainian concert with the class i think the biggest thing i've learned apart from just learning more about the political turmoil and everything which is heartbreaking mm-hmm. Uh, is how inspiring it is to see people come together, you know, not even just on a level of like our class coming together and sponsors and like all of that, finding each other's talents and what we can donate and really come together in Christ. But when we make promotional videos and assets, we're looking at the footage of people in Ukraine trying to help out their neighbor, even though... Mm -hmm. They are both, you know, both of like they're just living in turmoil and broken down buildings. And it's so sad, but you can still see Christ through them trying to help each other out. And I think that's the most important thing. Thank you. Mm. I love that. It's a great way to end. Man, Elizabeth, you're so cool. Thank you so much for coming on our podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Of course, uh, listeners, we will see you all next week. Thanks for joining. Thanks for tuning in.